Well, hello, People's Church. It's good to see your smiling faces in God's house today. I'm excited to preach week three, not today, Satan. And I do want to welcome all of our campuses today. We are one church, if you're new with us, in five different locations. And just want to welcome all of our campuses today. And a huge shout out to all the ladies at Mabel Bassett. We sure love you and just so glad you're a part of our church family and God is on the move, and I do want to welcome our guest today. I know you've already been welcomed, but I just want to personally welcome you to People's Church, and if you're looking for a church home, I hope you have to look no further. I hope that uh, we become family, and we get to help you and your family on your spiritual journey, and we're so glad that you're here, and I want all of our guests to know on February the 2nd, we're going to have a guest reception, so if you're new today, over the last three or four weeks, on February the 2nd, we look forward to meeting you at all of our campuses. Our pastors look forward to meeting you giving you a copy of my book but God changes everything so want all of our guests to know that that we do look forward to connecting with you and on February the 2nd we're going we're calling it Jersey Day it's Super Bowl Sunday so you wear your favorite team's jersey and be at church for Vision Sunday excited for how God's going to use that Sunday to inspire spark faith in our heart and this season of prayer and fasting has been so powerful and one of the things that we're praying for is for miracles to happen. We believe that God does miracle, that he still heals and sets free, does the impossible. And on February the 5th, our first Wednesday, that deeper night, our first deeper night of the year, we're having a miracle service. How many know coming right off the heels of prayer and fasting? Well, God's going to show up and do some special things. So that February 5th, come on, it's going to be miracle service on that deeper night, believing God for miracle. There's a lot of exciting things happening here around your church that the Lord is doing some great, great things. And so excited about that. And then February 9th, our Friends Day and baptisms and donuts. I just want you to know God is on the move and lives are being transformed and I want all of our married couples to know those of you that are dating those of that you that of, of you that are engaged uh, you're welcome to come to our marriage conference I have one of the best speakers on the planet coming him and his wife coming to teach us and preach to us anybody was anybody here when Jimmy 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 was here Jimmy Rollins pastor Jimmy Rollins preached down the house and he's gonna be doing our marriage conference you him and his wife you don't want to miss it they got a powerful story of alcohol and addiction and how God set them free next week is the sign up for the marriage conference and people's church I'm proud of you I am so proud at all of our locations we're having record attendance at our 6 a.m prayer services record attendance people showing up and praying and seeking God and here's what I'm asking tomorrow as we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and his life tomorrow. Many of you have tomorrow off. Your students have, your, from school, they have tomorrow off. So it's the perfect time to bring the whole family. There's no school. Many of you don't have work. But I want you to get up. Don't sleep in. Come to the prayer meeting tomorrow. I want to have a thousand people at our 6 a.m. prayer meeting. I didn't say a thousand people to show up for donuts, a thousand people to show up for a buffet line, a thousand people to show up to pray. How many know what God will do if we get a thousand people praying? Come on, would you be here tomorrow? Let me show you. Our first day of prayer at the Oklahoma City campus, we were in a room. We so packed out the room that we had to move it to the main auditorium because hundreds of people are showing up to prayer. Check out the first day of prayer. This room was packed out.
Come on, people's church. People praying. So proud. We got people on the stage running out of room. Be here tomorrow at 6 a.m. at all of our campuses and let's pack out the place to pray and seek the face of God. The battle is won in prayer. Not today, Satan. I want to talk to you from this thought, voices. Voices. When I was dating Tiffany my senior year of college, we were, we were in, a, in a dating relationship, getting to know one another, falling in love, thinking, I, I think you might be the one for me and we're, that we're going to spend our life together. We're just really falling in love. And I was so excited about, about our relationship and what, what God was doing. And I had some friends that knew Tiffany that were told me, I think she's the one, Herbert. You need to marry her. She's the one. That girl loves God. She's the real deal. And so I called one of my buddies who w- had never met Tiffany. He was just a strong Christian and he was at another university. And so I called him to tell him about Tiffany. I said, man, you won't believe it, man. I've met this girl. She loves God, man. She's on fire for Jesus. I think this could be my wife. And, and he began to talk to me and he said, Herbert, man, God's hands on your life. I know God's going to use you in ministry. He's anointed you and you're already preaching God's word and traveling. He said, man, sometimes the devil will bring something good in your life to distract you. He said, man, I think this might be the devil trying to distract you from God's purpose for your life. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord Jesus. So I got off the phone and I called Tiffany up. Come on, I was 19, 20. Come on, I was dumb at 20. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you are smart at 20. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I called Tiffany up on the phone in her dorm room. I said, hey, Tiffany, you know, sometimes the devil. (laughs) I said this church (laughs) will use something good to distract you. And I think I think the devil is using you to distract me from God's purposes for my life. And so we're not going to be together anymore. God bless you. You know what I mean? And I, I hung up and, and, uh, and, and went to sleep. And the next day, Tiffany, Tiffany was, was sad that night in tears that night. The next day, she's mad. She is angry. Doesn't want to talk to me, ever see me again. And, and that, it was that night. It was that night. The, 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 the night after our breakup, the, some, of, some, some of the girls on her dorm room floor said, man, forget about Herbert. Come party with us. And Tiffany was not a partier. I, I was attracted to her, to, to her because she loved God. She lived different. And they said, come party with us. Forget Herbert. And, and, and that night, Tiffany thought about it. She got dressed. She was getting ready to go out with, with these girls, out to party. And Tiffany at the last minute said, I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I'm not going. And she went back to her dorm room. And she had no idea that later that night, I, was, I think I was out at the movies with some of my, my fellows that night. And I couldn't even watch the movie. All I can think about is Tiffany. <laughs> Lord, what have I done? (laughs) Jesus. So I got back to my dorm room that night and I called Tiffany on the phone. And if she wouldn't have, if she would have been out at a party, can I tell you, I would have heard about that and I would have just not wanted to be with Tiffany anymore because the very thing I was attracted to her about, I would have been turned off now. But so she didn't listen to her friends. I put, I I, I didn't listen to the friend told told me to break up. And that night I called her. Hey, Hey, baby. Hey, uh. A, a, a pretty lady. Uh, <laughs> and she took me back, and 22 years later, we're still together. Amen. <laughs> Here's what I want you to understand. The voices in your life are so important. 
Who you're listening to is so important. Let me tell you something about your 2020. Your 2020 will be a success if you have the right voices in your life that you're listening to. And if you listen to the wrong voices, it is going to hinder your success in 2020. The voices you listen to in 2020 will determine your success or your failure. And today what I want to do is I want to help you to to discern the right voices. And I want you to also to be able to discern the wrong voices so you You can listen to the right voices and not listen to the wrong voices. And I want to talk to you about Nehemiah today. In the book of Nehemiah, I want us to learn the right voices and the wrong voices that we should not be listening to. And, and this story, the book of Nehemiah, let me give you a little, a little background. Nehemiah is, is, a very, is a phenomenal book to read. And what's transpiring here is Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. He goes into Jerusalem and he invades Jerusalem and he destroys the city. He, uh, the, the, him and his army, they burn down the homes. They burn down the temple of God. They destroy the fortified walls that surrounded the city and burn them to the ground. And, and then they took the Israelites into captivity. But they, they, they took most of the Israelites, almost all of them out of their homeland and brought them into captivity. Activity. I mean, Israel was just in, in pain and in, in bondage now. And then several years later, a remnant of Israelites went back to Jerusalem, led by Zerubbabel and Ezra. And you can read the book of Ezra. They, they, they led a remnant back to Jerusalem. And when they got back to Jerusalem, they went there and they rebuilt the temple of God. And after rebuilding the temple, the city was still in shambles. There were homes that ne- still needed to be rebuilt. They, they had no protection because in those days, the, the cities would have fortified walls around them to protect them from their enemies and and so now Israel here they are a remnant back in their homeland the temple of God but yet they are they they, they're in a place of weakness because there's no fortified wall around the city they're living in shame and Nehemiah hears about the remnant that is back in Jerusalem that had rebuilt the temple of God he's 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 hearing about how they're living in shame and there's no fortified wall around the city so what Nehemiah does is he goes to the king and asks the king, King, will you let me go back to my homeland and rebuild the wall? Nehemiah finds favor with the king and the king writes a letter and sends Nehemiah on his way. And this letter actually was a powerful letter because it actually gave Nehemiah safety as he went on this very dangerous journey. This letter also allowed Nehemiah to go to the king's forest and to take timber back from the king's forest to be able to rebuild the walls. And then when Nehemiah gets back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls, he encounters some voices that tell him, Don't you rebuild this wall. He encounters some voices that tell him, don't you do God's will. He encounters some negative voices that say, that that tell him, don't you do God's plan. And Nehemiah had to mute the negative voices and listen to the positive voices. This week I was in a meeting 
Um, and, and our Indianapolis campus, oftentimes the staff will, will Skype in, thank God for technology. They'll be present in the room via technology. And I was in my office in a sermon planning meeting and Pastor Chris was on the, on the screen in the meeting and, and we were conversating. And as I was try, trying to talk back to Chris, all of a sudden, Pastor Chris says to me, he goes, I can't hear you all. I can't hear you. And I told Pastor Chris, we hear you fine. He goes, I, I can't hear you all. What do you say? I can't hear. I said, we hear you fine. And all of a sudden, I just picked up my phone. I was going to call him on his cell phone. He goes, I can't hear you. And all of a sudden, Pastor Chris realized I hit the mute button. He unmuted us, and then he could hear us just fine. And listen to me. There are some people in your life right now that you need to hit the mute button on. I can't hear you. You can hear me. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm not listening. I want to talk to you for a few moments about four signs of negative voices, four signs of negative voices that you need to hit the mute button on. It's, I'm not listening to you. Let me give you the first sign of negative voices. Number one, negative voices ridicule you when you try to do God's will. They ridicule you. Notice this in the, in, in the story of Nehemiah chapter four. Verse number one says, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. incensed. He, he ridiculed, notice this, he ridiculed the Jews. And in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? God has spoken to Nehemiah to go back to his homeland and to rebuild the walls. And what I want you to notice is just because God has spoken to you to do something doesn't mean you won't face opposition. It does not mean that it will be easy. Just because God has spoken to you to do something does not mean everybody will be for you. That there were people who were angry about Nehemiah doing the will of the Lord. And they started to ridicule Nehemiah. They started to ridicule the Jewish people and they called them feeble. They called them weak. You see, negative voices constantly put you down. Let me tell you how you can recognize a negative voice. They're always putting you down. They make you feel less than. They make you feel inadequate. Some of you are fighting deep insecurity because some of the voices that are speaking to you, they, 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 they'll say things. You, you need to stop with all those crazy dreams. You know you're a nobody. You're not smart enough to do that. You'll never pull that off. You'll never succeed. You're a new business. That'll never succeed. You'll always be broke. You're, you're ugly. God can't use you. And negative voices always ridicule you. They always put you down. They're not doing Ephesians 5 and verse 14 or verse 15 that says speak the truth in love. You got to have people that will speak the truth in love. But they're not speaking the truth in love. They're speaking to you to tear you down, not to build you up. And you got to hit mute so that you can move forward into God's plan for your life. I want you to see a second sign. We gotta, we gotta identify these negative voices. A second sign, negative voices create fear and doubt. Create fear and doubt. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter four and verse 10. It says, meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Notice the doubt that's creeping in. We cannot rebuild the wall. 
Also, our enemies said before they know it or see us, we will be right. We will be there among among them and will kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times. Notice this. They told us 10 times over. Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Fear. Wherever, I'm telling you, wherever you go, they're going to attack us. They're going to get us. We can't rebuild this wall. And negative voices create fear and doubt to stop you from moving into everything God has for your life. And some of you are listening. You're listening to negative voices and the fear and doubt is creeping into your heart. You're listening to those voices that say, you know what? It it, it won't work. If you do it, it's not going to work. If you do it, we're we just going to laugh at you. You know it's not going to work. If you do it, it's going to fail. Just negative, negative voices love to come. When you got a little fire in an area of, the, of your life, negative voices love to come and throw water all on your fire. And then your fear and doubt, negative voices love to put gasoline all on your fears and all on your doubt. And you got to learn to hit mute to people who are creating fear and doubt in your life. They're coming to you saying, listen, that adoption is never going to happen. They're coming to you saying, you're never going to get pregnant. You and your husband, y'all are never going to have a baby. Your son or daughter, they're never going to come back home and serve the Lord. You're never going to find a godless spouse. You're too old to change. You're too old for God to use you. You're too young for God to use you. And they just, I mean, they just put gasoline all on your fears. And all on your doubt. And some of you are not going to experience all God has for you if you keep listening to the negative voices. Come on, somebody shout mute. You got to mute those voices. You got to mute those voices. Number three. Number three. Negative voices. You got got to be able to discern this. Negative voices distract you from God's plan. Distract you from God's plan. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, When word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates. Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But, but they were scheming to harm me. So these two men were trying to distract him from finishing the wall and getting the doors up. And they said, come meet with us. Stop working. Stop working. Let's just talk. And it was a distraction. I want to ask you at all of our campuses, who is distracting you from doing God's plan for your life? Who's distracting you? For, For some of you ladies, it's a dude. Hey, 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 sweet thing. Hey, hey, pretty girl, if I could rearrange the alphabet, I would put you and I together. (laughs) If if you were a transformer, you would be Optimus Fine. (laughs) I wish I was cross-eyed so I could see you twice. (laughs) And, And then the famous, the famous Christian the spitting game, the famous Christian pickup line. Somebody better call God because he's missing an angel. <laughs> I, 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 I want you to think about you, though. Who's distracting you? 
There are people intentionally distracting some of you. They're distracting you from praying. They're distracting you from seeking God with all of your heart. They're distracting you from church. They're distracting you from giving. They're distracting you from serving. They're distracting you from getting closer to God. Who's distracting you from God's plan and purpose for your life? And then there are unintentional voices that are distracting some of you from God's plan for your life. Maybe it's unintentional. Maybe it's like for, for, for some, it's your child and their sports team. And you, you get so wrapped up. And the next thing you know, you mean you're having games on Sunday. And next thing you know, you strung together six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15 Sundays in a row going to all the ball games. But, but, but what's good is distracting you from what's best. And now you find yourself away from the house of God. It was unintentional, but distracted. Maybe you set your heart to pray and to fast this year. Boy, Pastor, I've never prayed and fasted, but I keep hearing you talk about there's going to be breakthrough. God answers prayer, and he does. And you said, I'm going to pray and fast this year. And then you went and talked to one of your Christian friends that you consider to be spiritual. And then they told you, they said, you know what? Oh, I'm not praying and fasting. I love God, but I'm not doing that. And it was unintentional, but now you felt demotivated, and you decided, well, I don't know that I'm going to pray and fast either. Not today, Satan. For, for some of you, it was you started fasting and praying last week. And then you showed up and you went to, saw a friend and, and, and you thought they were doing the same fast you were doing. And then you looked at them and, and they, they were eating a hamburger. You was like, <laughs> you was like, huh? What kind of fast is that? You give me one too. And that's your problem. It was unintentional. Put that hamburger down in Jesus' name and start your fast back today because God's got more for your life in 2020. Don't you get distracted. Don't get distracted. You got to hit the mute button. Don't get distracted. Number four, number four, number four. Let, let me talk about the, the, this fourth voice you got to hit mute on, and that is negative voices manipulate you. They manipulate you. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 5 says, then I want you to notice this the fifth time. There are some people that would just keep coming at you. Just keep coming at you. The fifth time Sanballat sent his aid to me with the same message. Just trying to break them down. And in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, it is reported. It's reported. I've, I've been here. That they've been somebody's been telling me. Somebody, somebody's been telling me. Among the nations. And Geshem says, it is true that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let's meet together. And people's church, all of this was untrue. There wasn't a bit of this that was true. They were lying to Nehemiah to get him to stop building the wall and it's unfortunate but the reality in life is there will be people in your life that will lie on you that will try to manipulate you to stop you from doing God's will leave listen even as your pastor there are times there are people that just lie on me and we, we all experience I, I've had people get on social media and talk about me and say things I'm like that's not even true that's not even accurate 
That's not, that's not even, that's not even right. There'll be people that try to manipulate me to get me to stop me from trying to do God's will. They'll try to work me and manipulate me. And you got to be able to hit mute on those voices. Some of you are getting distracted. Listen, when somebody talks about me on social media and just makes up stuff and lies, I don't even respond. Some of you are in a social media war. You're in Facebook. Stop it. You're distracted. That person's manipulating you and got your attention off what God's called you to do. I don't got time to deal with my haters because I'm too busy doing what God has called me to do. They might lie, they might manipulate, but you don't give in. You keep doing, thus saith the Lord. You keep doing the will of God. You got to hit mute. Everybody shout mute. Let me now, let me switch gears. Let me switch gears. Let me talk to you about six signs of positive voices. Because the voices you allow in your life will determine the success of your life in 2020. Let, 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 let's look at the po- six signs of positive voices. Number one is this. Positive voices help you overcome fear and doubt. They help you overcome fear and doubt. Notice this back in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, and listen to what he says to them. Don't be afraid of them. You need some people that will look at you and, and tell you, don't be afraid of them. That will throw gasoline on your faith and will throw water on your doubts. Don't be afraid of them. And I thank God for those kind of people in my life. I thank God for them. There was a season I was dealing with discouragement and wondered, could I lead us forward? Did I have what, did I have what it takes to lead us forward as a church? And one day, one of our executive pastors, he had no idea what I was struggling with, the insecurities. And he said, Pastor Herbert, I want you to know that you're a transformational leader. And I thought I was a, I'm like, man, I ain't no transformation. I'm a, I'm a failing leader is what I feel like. But it spoke life to me. I remember one day, several years ago, when Pastor Dwayne Walker on our executive team said this to me. He had no idea I was dealing with such insecurity. I was struggling. And he looked at me and said, Pastor Herbert, I just want you to know that you're the best leader I've ever been around. And I felt like a failure. I felt like I don't know that I could do this. And, and what that did to have the right voices speaking life into me. My, my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges at, at, at Church of the Highlands, he, he, he spoke to me last year and he, and he said, Herbert, you're a bridge builder. And I've always felt like I'm a bridge builder. I'm, I'm called to put, get white, black, yellow, red, everybody, Republican, Democrat, independent. I'm trying to get everybody, every denomination, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Nazarene. Come on, we're going to all come together and lift up the name of Jesus. And it just breathed fire into my heart to go, to, to know somebody sees it in me and just spoke life to me. Do you have voices in your life? That'll speak to you when you're dealing with fear and doubt. The voices in your life will determine your success or failure. I want you to, I want you to see a second positive voice, a positive voice. Number two is this. Positive voices remind you to remember the Lord. They remind you to remember the Lord. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 14. He says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great 
and awesome. And you need some voices in your life who will tell you to remember the Lord when trouble is happening in your life. When you feel like a loser and you feel weak, you need some people that will tell you, remember the Lord. He is great and awesome. When doubters are telling you that you're weak and that you cannot do what God's called you to do, you need some positive voices in your life who will tell you, oh yes, you are weak, but with God, you are strong. God's going to do a great work in you and through you, not because you're awesome, but because he is awesome. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 and 10 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Is there anybody in any of our campuses today that just feels a little weak? You feel a little weak? Anybody feeling a little weak right now? Just feel a little weak? I want you to know that you are the perfect candidate for God to show up with his power because God works best through weakness. And verse 10 says, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong and you got to have some people in your life that says you better remember the Lord I know you got some weaknesses I know you messed up I know you may not have it all together but I want you to remember God is awesome and he will be strong through you do you have some voices like that in your life remember the Lord remember the Lord remember the Lord there, there's a third thing there's a third thing the right voices positive voices tell you to fight for God's promises to fight for God's promises. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. And you got to have somebody that'll speak to you and tell you to fight for the promises of God. And, and, and some people think Christians are supposed to be passive. They think because we're kind and loving, patient, humble and gentle that we can't fight and listen to me people's church if you're going to rebuild the wall if you're going to accomplish the promises of God for your life you have to fight some of you have to stop being a wimpy Christian and put up your spiritual dukes and fight I'm not saying be ugly I'm not saying be a jerk but I am saying you got to have some toughness about you you got to get some grit about you you got to get some oomph about you you got to get some fight about you you have to fight to finish what God has called you to do the apostle Paul said in 2nd Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul said, I fought the good fight. He said, I fought to finish the race. I had to fight. I had to be aggressive. I had to have some grit and some toughness. And you have to fight people's church. Come on, just look at your neighbor at all of our campuses and just tell them this. You better fight. Go ahead and tell them you better fight. Come on, you better fight. You better put up your spiritual dukes and stop being a wimp and you better fight. Get your spiritual weapons and fight for the promises of God. Oh, I see the devil attacking. Not today, Satan. I come to fight in Jesus' name. I will accomplish the promises of God. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my brothers and sisters. I'm fighting for my church. I'm fighting for my marriage. I'm fighting for my children. I'm fighting for my, my grandchildren. I'm fighting for lost souls. I'm, I'm here to fight. 
got to have some people like that in your life that will tell you to fight. Number four is this. Let me give you a fourth sign of the right voices. Number four, positive voices tell you to fight together. Tell you to fight together. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter four and verse 19 says, then I said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear, wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. Nehemiah said, listen to me, we got to join together. And if we'll join right now, because the work is happening and we can kind of get separated. But when you hear the the horn, we got to join together because our God will fight for us. And one of the reasons Christians lose battles is because they try to fight by themselves. God never called you to build the wall by yourself. God, God, God never called you to accomplish all that he's called you to do by yourself. You need your church family. We have to fight together. We have to do this together. That, that's why we have small groups launching February the 9th is we've got to do this. Let me tell you, you're going to lose some battles you should not lose in 2020 if you try to do it by yourself. You're going to lose some fights that you should not lose if you try to do this by yourself. Can I encourage you today? Some of you need to be a small group leader. There are some people that need you. You can take whatever you do and turn it into a small group. Man, you could take, you're already grouping. You're already going to the coffee shop. You're already, you're already going to the kids' ball games. You're already doing activities and sports. Take that and turn it into a ministry and get some other people to gather with you and say, we're going to do this together because I can't accomplish God's purposes and neither can you by myself. It takes us being together. He said, join us. Join us. And our God will fight for us. Today, I need some of you to drop out in the lobby. There's a small group table. Would you go out there and say, I'm going to help my brothers and sisters fight and not be isolated. I'm going to be a small group leader. Get out in that lobby today and get signed up. I want you to win in 2020 and you cannot do it by yourself. February the 9th, I need everybody in this church to find a small group. If you go to one you don't like, find another one. But fight together, together and start winning in 2020. By getting some other Christians with you. Number five is this. I want you to see a fifth thing, a fifth thing, a fifth thing. A fifth sign of positive voices. And number five is positive voices tell you to pray. Tell you to pray. Notice this Nehemiah, verse six and, chapter 6 and verse 9. That, that they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work. And it will not be completed. But I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. And positive voices, when you're weak, they'll say, we got to pray. We got to seek. Listen, the battle is won in prayer. I just can't tell you. I can't emphasize this enough. If you're going to win in 2020, you got to pray through until you get a breakthrough. Prayer is the key to victory. That's why I'm so pumped about everybody coming out to prayer. That's why I want to see a thousand people out tomorrow morning. I want to see you out because listen to me, I don't want you to lose in 2020. There are victories you will get if you will pray and seek the face of God. And there's some victories that you will not have and will not receive if you don't pray. Prayer is the key. Prayer is where the battle is won. You got to have some people that will push you to pray. I'm hoping I'm, hoping I'm one of those people that push you. Like, man, Pastor, 6, 6 a.m. I'm off tomorrow. He's sleeping in. No, 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 no. You got to have some people that will provoke you, stir you, 
get here to pray. Get it. You be one of those thousand people because the victory is won through prayer. Number six is this. Number six is this. Number six is this. Positive voices tell you to stay on the wall until the work is completed. Stay on the wall until the work is completed. Notice this in Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 2. Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project. I, I like how some translations say, I'm carrying on a great work. And I cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. I'm carrying on a great work, and I cannot come down. People's church, too many people fall into the trap of being a starter and not a finisher. And you got to get those negative voices. Listen, God has a great work for you. And listen to me, you got to climb higher with God. You got to get on the wall. God's called you to get on, or on and you cannot come down. And there'll be some negative folks trying to get you down. There are going to be some folks trying to get you down, trying to pull you down. You got to make up your mind. Yeah. No, I'm staying on the wall because I'm doing a great work. I cannot... I cannot come down. And they'll, be, they'll pull on you. They'll try to get you to stop praying. They'll try to get you to stop being a good husband. They'll try to get you to be unholy in your day. I cannot come down. I am carrying on a great work. I'm staying on the wall. You got to mute those negative voices. Back up. Get away. God's called me to a great. The devil is a liar. Not today, Satan. I will. I will kick you in your head. I'm following. I'm following Jesus. I'm not coming down. And, and then, and then, and then. You got to get the right voices in your life. They're the right voices now. Y'all see that right there? They turned around. And you got to get some people in your life when you're tired and you're ready to come down off the wall. They'll tell you, to, they'll tell you, you better stay on that wall. You better stay. You better, I, I don't want to pray. You better, I, I want to get out of church. You, 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 you better get some people that'll help you stay on the wall you're doing a great work you cannot come down you're doing a great work you cannot come down you're doing a great work you cannot come down there's gonna be a victory there's gonna be a victory there's gonna be a victory don't you come down don't you come down i'm gonna see your victory I'm gonna see a victory. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm not coming down. I'm gonna see I'm not coming down. For the battle you I'm gonna see a victory. Yes, yes. I'm gonna see Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Don't come down. Don't come down. I'm going to see a victory. Before the battle, Come on, somebody give him praise because you're not coming down in 2020. You're not coming down in 2020. You're not coming down in 2020. Oh, you're going to accomplish the will of God 
for your life, you're not coming down. 